You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to a uh, unique episode of the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, My name is Rusty and I am on my way back to Adelaide. Uh, this is just at the uh, tail end of the trip uh, uh, have done around, I guess, the East Coast, well, from Sydney through Canberra down to Melbourne, and uh, this is the return leg. We just finished up the Victorian uh, Precision Service Rifle Shoot today, and it was good, real good. And I thought um, that the last 12 days have been really interesting and challenging and, and a wonderful trip. Uh, meeting a whole stack of shooters, having some really interesting conversations with with shooters, uh, with guys new to the sport, uh, and also with industry. And I th- just thought I'd, I'd share, I, I guess, uh, some my excitement um, to pass on to you guys because uh, we're at a, uh, we're at a really good place right now um, in terms of this sport in the. the the long range, the precision rifle, all that sort of gear. It's a very interesting time. And so we, we Dan and I headed over to Lithgow. And it's, it's so good. We got the, the tour around Lithgow, as we probably mentioned. And it's just so good to see, uh, you know, fairly... Well, their parent company is a really large company. And uh, Lithgow themselves is certainly not small by any stretch. And the guys there both on the floor building guns uh, in the office and, and then the, the test facility guys who we probably spent more time with. Th- there's guys within each of those departments that are really passionate about building uh, pres- you know, long-range precision rifles uh, and seeing the sport grow in this country. And uh, yeah, that sort of gave, gave Dan and I a buzz uh, while we were there. It was really good to see the, the passion, the commitment to those that type of shooting. Um, and, and the guys are keen to get into that. We had two of the guys from Lithgow uh, do our course uh, for Impact Dynamics over there. And, uh, you know, they believe they got lots out of it. The guys we had on the course were excellent. You know, just the, the passion there for seeing, you know, for, for getting up to speed with long-range shooting, for refining. And there was guys of all skill levels there. And we had guys who, you know, sort of actually really knew what they were doing, looking for those little extra refinements that they could gain to get, you know, to get more impacts and tighter groups at distance. And there was guys there that hadn't shot past a couple hundred metres and, and both are really exciting to see those improvements uh, kick through. Uh, I had uh, PRS meetings uh, while in Sydney, so there is there is news. Uh, well, there's not news to share, but there is workings underway, and really excited with some of the responses, some of the, the comments we've had from clubs. Uh, so I, I am looking forward to seeing that all come to fruition. And I know that many of you guys, the, the guys I, I, I met in my travels, uh, are also looking for that news, but but excited and, and keen to hear. That we, you know, it hasn't all gone away. Uh, that it is just, it's been quiet, but there is news coming, and we, we are, you know, intending to launch a number of events towards the beginning of next year in 2018 for the PRS Australia series. But also, um, 
it's great to see more guys shooting the Precision Service Rifle series as well, which is a good shoot, but no doubt I'll talk about that a little bit later. While we're in Sydney, we, we had a small catch-up with a few guys. Um, Sydney's, a, I think, a hard one to, to grab a location on uh, just because it's so big and, and, you know, some people are happy to go into the city because they work in there and others not. But we had, we had a small but good uh, catch-up. And what I liked about it was phone numbers were traded and, and contacts shared and, and the guys talking about going shooting together and people had just met that night and, uh, you know, sort of developing that community. It's re- it's really good for that networking aspect and, and encourage you guys if you if you are you know connected to some other long range shooters or whatever it may be organize a time to get together it doesn't have to be on the guns although that's obviously wonderful if you can but just those social elements to be able to sort of bring that network of people expanding and and there's a lot of long range shooters in every in every um in every major city but also heaps of the regional ones and they often don't know of each other uh which is one thing I found. So it's wonderful to get them sort of all together for whatever event it may be. That's uh, gonna, it's really gonna bring that community together. We massive thanks to the guys at Safari uh, Firearms um, because the night that we we did there, we did like an info night with Beretta. Uh, where they had the Tikitake One and some Burris and and Steinoscopes, and I was uh, I, I did a bit of a talk about you know long range shooting and bits and pieces and showed off some of the products and uh, answered heaps of questions and and that night was really good. There was about thirty people in the room off memory, and they actually opened the store up as in they they moved some stalls out the way and got chairs everywhere and you know threw on a pizza and it was uh, well, more than one pizza quite a few uh, and it was really good it was really good the questions what well, one of the things I remember about the questions was uh, Gary who runs uh, Safari Firearms and Tony who's a New South Wales rep for uh, for Beretta Australia they were asking a stack of questions and they were really you know, seemingly really interested in finding out the answers and I, I think uh, what we've noticed and, and one of the observations from the trip is that these the, the gun shops are really seeing uh, this market grow and, and realizing that they sort of need to you know upskill in knowledge and upskill in, in ability to be able to help out you guys who are doing the shooting and you know I, I know many of those who are listening know what they want to buy and can order it and that sort of year but but there are certainly others who are sort of getting into it and it's it's no surprise to anyone that you know people go into a gun shop and sometimes they either get talked out of what they're thinking uh, or um, end up, you know, really with, with some not great advice uh, that ends up with the, the wrong purchase and, and having to replace it later on. And it's not necessarily because they're being steered in, in the, the wrong direction knowingly. It's just that lack of uh, knowledge around... Uh, this type of thing that, that sometimes ends up in that result and so it was wonderful to see guys and there was quite a few guys from the shop there that night keen to keen to sort of delve into the long-range understanding whether or not for for them it was going to be something they wanted to shoot uh, maybe perhaps not for, for for many of them 
but they do want to get a bit more information so that they can be helpful in the shop and and offer sensible uh, products and bits and pieces. So kudos to the guys from Safaris who hung around that night and really you know, wanted to develop their knowledge as well. And hopefully we see that in, in more and more gun shops as they sort of adjust their, or add to their their knowledge base um, on it. And, and, you know, it's no surprise there's guys in gun shops who don't know much about this. They've got zero interest in the long-range world and so they don't know a huge amount. Um, which is fine because there's plenty of areas of shooting I know not, very little about, if not nothing. Um, but for you know, if you are going in there and you think you've got someone who's doing that, but then they're trying to provide some information anyway, just clarify that information. You know, and, and it, we've said it many times: clarify what information we put out there as well. So you get multiple sources, and if they're sort of along the same lines, then yeah, it's probably fairly trustworthy. But, you know, check it, check it out, particularly if you're dropping some cash. So from safaris, we headed down to Canberra and Simon Ross chose a excellent pub for us to meet up with. And, uh, you know, apart from the uh, wonderful beer they had, uh, although, you know, we probably should spend some moments on, on how good the beer was. Uh, we had a good turnout down there, um, about 10 guys or thereabouts. And one of the stories that I really liked from that night, there were two guys there, and uh, both of those guys are really interested in the long-range stuff. One of them's done some training with me, uh, and the other one I, I just met, but I know, he's, you know Brad's been following us bits and pieces. And uh, they were wanting to shoot the Precision Service Rifle series, but just sort of hadn't, between not quite getting around to it, not really feeling ready for it, uh, that night they went, all right, no worries, we'll shoot December. We'll get into it. Because uh, the point being, uh, you, you'll never feel ready to run one of these matches. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you prepare. You'll, you'll come out of it going, yeah, no, I wasn't ready for that. And and, and so you may as well get that done, over and done with as soon as possible. And and what, you can, what happens out of it is you end up with a bit of a list of things to work on, uh, which, you know, which is really good because then you can be decisive in where you put your action and time and efforts. So to those those boys, Brad and Aaron, uh, good luck in December. I hope it goes really well for you guys. Um, Sam obviously runs those matches, or he's one of the main guys who runs those matches. No, no doubt he has many other helpers. And yeah, it was really good to uh, to meet those guys and you know getting at a point where they were sort of happy to jump on board and get stuck into it. And they'll love it. They'll absolutely love shooting that match and uh, getting getting some rounds down range with some good people and they'll meet a stack of people and that that will continue to grow their knowledge. So, looking forward to hearing the reports on how that all went for them. Also met uh, Jay Orange of uh, Orange Accuracy and uh, spent some good time chatting with him, which is which is really good. Passionate dude uh, wants to support the industry as a whole. And really has his priorities right, which is which is good. So hopefully, uh, you don't never know, we might end up uh, getting around to doing something with him, which would be wonderful. Uh, from Canberra, we went down to Bendigo, which was a bit of an unknown, really. You know, and, um, it's a you know, it's it's not a tiny town by any stretch. It's a reasonable sized town. It's not a major city, a capital city. And we really didn't know how many people were going to have along to the shop. And so Matt Smith of Smith's Outdoors uh, put on a good night. You know. Uh, you know, softies everywhere and um, chance to have a, a chat, got some chairs out and, you know, we, we really had a good time um, 
yeah, really had a good time there. We had about 15 people, I think, which I was thoroughly impressed with. And again, uh, the the questions and the interest in this type of shooting was was quite significant. A lot of a lot of guys, both at Smiths and Safaris and some of the meetups, pretty much all of them come from a hunting background. They're all hunters. And many of them say, I'm not interested in going to a range at all. Or at least they weren't interested in going to a range until they start seeing sort of PRS stuff. And they go, oh, that, that, I, that I'd be willing to go to a range for. And that's, that's cool because they see it as a, as a direct enhancement of their skills for hunting, for spotlighting, for you know, whatever it may be. That style of practical field rifle work is actually present in, in PRS. And so uh, it's one of those things that they wouldn't have thought to really take up target competition shooting, but then they, they do something that relates so well back to what they, uh, what they love. And they really do love that. So hunting is their priority. But they see a, a, you know, sort of that crossover between PRS or service rifle, that sort of stuff, and, and what they do out in the field and, and a good way to keep the skills up and enhance them as well and be able to practice in a meaningful way. And they were the type of questions that came out from those nights. And it just shows that we're not, uh, look, collectively, you know, those listening and, and uh, involved in this industry and just in this, uh, this sport in general, we're not looking necessarily for all the, you know, to convince target shooters as they are to come and shoot PRS. No, we, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of guys here who have, you know, got... 22s or, or got um, you know, their 2 to 3 to go and knock off foxes with, the skills that they've developed over the years are really relevant in PRS and you know, they're the guys who want to get out shooting and come out and bring some steel with us because they, they're going to enjoy it. We know they're going to enjoy it because you know, for me and the other guys on this podcast and the other guys, you know, we often have a regular guest, that's our backgrounds. We're, we're all fox shooters or you know, spotlighters or hunters to varying degrees. So it's really uh, it's great to see that theme continue on through. So big thanks to Nathan from Beretta and also to uh, Matt Smith from Smith's Outdoors. If you are in Bendigo or surrounding towns, make sure you get down and check out Smith's Outdoors. It's a good shop and Matt's a nice bloke. And, you know, certainly uh, his knowledge of, of long-range shooting is developing. But Cam, who was uh, working there as well, younger lad, uh, he really was passionate about getting into it. And, yeah, it'd be, be good to see him sort of shooting more and out with these uh, the, the precision service rifle comps. So managed to get down to Beretta. You guys may have heard the podcast we did with Beretta about the Victrix rifles specifically and the Steiners and other bits and pieces, but it was really good to uh, go and be able to speak with the guys there uh, about the exciting future of the PRS, and, and I say PRS, but I mean like generally anything along this sort of stream of competition uh, and yeah, long-range hunting and stuff, but to be able to sort of portray that to them as it's, it, it is a big deal and it's going to be a bigger deal because it's, you know, it's... No surprise that if guys like uh, Beretta and, and the bigger companies uh, are willing to promote this sort of sport, get behind it, uh, then they you know, they represent some big bodies and, and it can really help our sport grow. So it's great to have their interest in it and to be able to see that they've got products that are relevant. I mean, you know, those Tikitake ones are, are really good PRS-style guns and wonderful to get started with and uh, and 
to be honest, they, they'll carry you through for a long time. But it's good to see a few guys in there who are, um, particularly Dave, we should mention uh, Dave Acker, uh, who's the, uh, the Canadian who works there. Not the American accent. It's a Canadian accent, as uh, many people have mistaken. But Dave is uh, is a, is really passionate about getting into long range, and he's did you know he was my shooting buddy at uh, in uh, the Victorian service rifle comp. Uh, but he's real passionate about it, and he's sort of you know really jumping on it. And I know some of the other guys there are keen. So it's great to see these guys who've come from hunting backgrounds, as we all have. And they're, they're really pushing to, to see if we can get uh, good support for these sort of events. You know, it means good prizes on the table. It means uh, good promotion of the sport. And also dr- driven with more feedback about products. And, you know, we've been playing with this TAC A1 uh, for a while. And we, we were able to give feedback on it uh, that was noted. And, and, you know, who knows, but if they receive enough feedback... No doubt things will change with designs and upgrades and add-ons and such. So it's wonderful to be able to sort of put that back uh, there. After that one, uh, we caught up at the Terminus Hotel. And again, we about sort of 10, 12 people. And it was really good. But it was, again, what I saw uh, from the Sydney one specifically, uh, although it happened in Canberra, but I didn't mention it, is trading of phone numbers, trading of contacts, Facebook friends being added because people were sort of, you know, sat down and, met a bunch of new guys and then sort of started talking and talking in depth about their shooting and their interest and we've all got that same passion so you're very excited to see that grow you're very excited to see that uh, connection with people developing if if someone's putting on a night like that or or if uh, if we're back in town in your town uh, doing a night like that uh, please get along because you will meet people to go shooting with you will meet people who know more than you and and um you're able to sort of you know share information vice versa no no doubt you'll be able to help someone else out with your knowledge as well so it's it's really good to see we we sort of tailored the night in a in an informal way towards bizalistic solvers and there was a few questions on that but it wasn't you know it wasn't strenuously uh, uh full it was uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting uh, to see that you know bunch of crew, and then we hung around for a while and had a few beers together, and probably forgotten how to work ballistics apps. But we, uh, you know, it was, it was great to, to see that network continue to grow. We did go to Gunco the next day, uh, although it was probably just tacked on to the end of the day. Uh, so we, we went one-on-one with people uh, rather than doing like a big presentation. Uh, we had some of the guns set up and between Dave and myself, we just chatted to guys about, about long-range shooting, about what they could do, what their interest was. And, and it was good. We, we chatted to a dude who was uh, uh, looking to get a 3 3 Lapua but, but um, really wasn't using it or wouldn't have been using it for uh, its, its intended purpose, not, not sort of making the most of it. So spoke to him about a... 308 or a 6.5 cream or given the requirements he'd put on what he wanted to do that would be really appropriate saving a stack of cash and ammo not to say don't get a 338 well and truly if you can grab one but for what he was doing you know he, he thought he needed a 338 to actually achieve thousand meter shots um and you know of course they'll do it everyone knows that they'll do it but you can do that with something smaller and, and perhaps get more rounds down range, which is going to make you a better shooter in the long run. And then when you do get your 3 through 8, you'll be starting at 1,000 and getting out to, you know, 2 or thereabouts so or further. 
so it was, it was great to be able to do that and that's just one story of, of you know multiple from that afternoon and it was really good a big shout out to mark at gunco to sort of put that together and and he's a a real blo- good bloke if you if you do shop at gunco and you like the long range stuff have a chat to mark because he does know his stuff so once we finished at gunco we head up to castlemaine uh, rifle club and that was that was good that was really good so we were up there for the victorian uh, precision service rifle shoot put on by jared who's been on the show before uh, as well and you probably would have seen or heard the podcast about the uh, the shoot and that was really good fun really good fun so we rocked up the, the night before and there was you know probably a good sort of 15 20 guys around guys and girls and just having a meal together having a few drinks together sitting around talking about how nervous they were for the next day or their game plan or not talking about the next day at all but again that sense of of growing community growing uh interest in the sport and there was new shooters i was i was stoked to see that there was uh eight or ten of the 40 plus that shot uh it was their first time shooting this match um yeah myself included in that and we you know we, we got a special little brief on the saturday morning um but yeah the the sorry on the sunday morning but the saturday night was was great to spend some time with these other uh, other crew who were you know as passionate as we are if not more so Sunday morning rolls around and we all go have a you know breakfast together with a bunch of guys. I met uh, Brian Kirkman who runs the New South Wales or the, the Sydney-based Precision Service Rifle. So it was good to finally meet him. Who we, he and I have been talking about doing a show together, like on you know and doing an episode of the podcast together for ages, and we just never quite got there. Uh, so it was good to actually you know put a face to name and and eventually. Uh, we shall do that next time I'm in Sydney. We're going to sit down and, and do it properly over a couple of years because that's the best way that podcasts are done. But it's great to put some faces to names as well. And then we, you know, all back to the range, got our briefings, and split up and away we went. And so this the service rifle match uh, is very, very unique. It's very uh, interesting. It's uh, really challenging. Jared's one's there. He was just shooting prone, but. Um, unsupported is tough. Uh, Hawkins is not too bad, but you know it's still relatively easy to screw up. And uh, you know, just on the bipod is good. But then things like movers or rapids, where you're, where you're shooting a lot of rounds quickly, um, certainly keep it challenging. So I was paired up with uh, with Dave um, from Beretta, uh, the very polite Canadian. So we uh, we end up being called the uh, Maple Wallabies, you know, because uh, you need team names for something like that. And so, yeah, went through that, and then um, Jared asked me, uh, said, don't, don't worry about going into the butts, do some filming and do some podcasting, so we did that. Uh, it was very kind of him to, and, and kind of Dave to get stuck with all, the, all his own scoring, but anyway. Um, but real interesting to see how they work. They haven't got, they can't use steel for what they do, uh, but really challenging match. Uh, it unnerved me completely shooting shooting well core flute paper um and not really getting a, a clear indication of where i was hitting uh, or if i was hitting um so drilled and so trained in, in still shooting that go to paper and just you know sort of turn to jelly so it was um it was really unique uh one of those things that if you did it you know did a few matches you'd certainly get uh, get used to that Surprisingly, I, I guess I actually enjoyed it perhaps a, 
a bit more thing, you know, thinking, oh, it's shooting on paper, it sounds a bit boring, but no, it was, uh, you got good feedback, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, you go, well, I'm, I, I need to sort of back myself in here and, and make a decision and just shoot and go with it. And there was, uh, speaking of one of the guys afterwards, and he was talking about an old, uh, old football shooter, I think in his 80s or something, he's been shooting a long, long time, apparently a very, very good shooter, very good wind caller. And he uh, told the gentleman I was speaking to, Max, he said, uh, if you're having a terrible day, getting the wind wrong or whatever it is, just focus everything back on pulling that trigger and shooting the fundamentals, and you should be able to recover at least to some degree. At least you'll be consistent, and you can try and uh, pick it back up then. But just, yeah, that focus of being working back on your fundamentals. Don't worry about all the auxiliary things that, you know, well, obviously we need to worry about in due course, but just bring it all back, and, and chances are you'll probably hit all right, and uh, and then, you know, bump it up from there. So it was really interesting to see the, the, the course run. I've got to say, though, that that course of fire uh, is very just, you know, Dave shot, you know, one, two, three cereals plus a bonus cereal. Then, you know, minutes later, I'm, I'm behind my gun, kicked him out the way, and away we go again. Then pretty much the second that we pull the last round, gun gets cleared, or guns get uh, checked, and we move back 100 yards, and uh, and we <laughs> we kept... Dave and I were the slowest. Uh, we were always... I had, you know, cameras and bits and pieces is the excuse I'm going to use. And uh, I don't, I've got no excuse for Dave. He's Canadian, so he's polite. And uh, anyway, we're, we're wandering back, and we're going. Well, we're well, there. We're the only ones. We better hurry. So we, we rush down there. And then again, when we moved from 500 to 600, it happened again. And I just turned to Dave and said, "Mate, we can take our time. We're sponsors. We'll just we'll just wander our way back there as we uh, as we go along. And uh, you know, we just we just ah, oh, sorry guys, we're, we're sponsors. We're sponsors." <laughs> I'm not, not not really sure that would have helped at all, but anyway, it was uh, it was good fun. No one yelled at us, so we were pretty happy <laughs> about that. I've got some video up on the Impact Dynamics Facebook that we did live, just to give you a bit of an indication of how these shoots go, because um, I honestly rocked up without really much of a clue of how it was going to run, and uh, it was, I guess, in some ways different to sort of how I'd pictured it, but I hadn't really thought about how I pictured it, to be fair. So it was, uh, yeah, I've put some videos up there, both of the butts, uh, of the moving targets and how that works, and then of the shooting and, and running through, uh, and then the, the podcast about it as well. So it has been an amazing 11 or 12 days uh, that we've been away. I have to you know, thank all the guys that hooked it up for us and made it all work. We had very little accommodation costs, which was amazing. Uh, people were out, put us up for a bed pretty much every night. The only place we uh, we had to get a motel was in Lithgow, and from there on in, we were staying with uh, other shooters. Which you know, again, it comes back to that community thing. So it was really good. I uh, hope to do it again sometime. Hope to get out there and uh, and meet some more people in the shops. So, big thanks, uh, big thanks to Richard and uh, Maddie and Carl at Lithgow bunch of other guys as well but yeah specifically those guys who went out of their way to make this all happen uh thanks to greg from uh precision rifle series uh thanks for putting me up and we uh, as i said we got some good meetings done uh, that was excellent thanks to the safari guys for gary particularly but all the other guys there and uh tony and ed from beretta for uh, coming along to that night um massive thanks to dan who uh works for impact dynamics for you know, making that drive over to Sydney with me and hanging out for a few days as well. It was his first time on a plane, and uh, I, I, it might be his last time on the plane as well. 
Huge thanks to Simon Ross uh, for sorting out a, a place to meet and also giving me a bed to sleep in. That was great. And uh, also to the, the other boys that met me at the SSSA range, uh, Jerry and a few others, uh, Marty and Darren, um, and you know, giving us a, a shot. Uh, it was nice to actually get behind a gun for, <laughs> for a, a point in the trip, uh, as which I'd sort of watched a lot of guys shoot. And then... Uh, Nathan and Nathan from Beretta and Matt Smith from Smith's Outdoors. Thanks, guys, for putting that night on. That was good. Definitely be back there. That'd be a, that'd be awesome. There's a lot of real keen shooters in Bendigo, and uh, Castlemaine is not far away for them to get stuck into some competition as well. Thanks to Scott and well, Dave and Brendan uh, at Beretta, uh, and and the other guys that helped us out that particular day uh, with some. Uh, podcasting bits and pieces and then obviously for for gunco thanks to mark at gunco and andrew and the other guys there for uh hosting us and allowing us to chat guns for a while thanks to the crew at the terminus for looking after us as well yeah the guys at terminus give us uh cheap meals and 20 percent off the house beers so it's it's not only a good catch-up but also a little bit cheaper than uh than it would be anywhere else so massive thanks to those guys going out of their way to do that and Jared for putting on the uh, the shoot at the Castlemaine Rifle Club, as well as those guys. That was uh, brilliant. Thanks for hanging out and uh, keep on putting those shoots on. Guys, we'll make sure we get dates up for the Precision Service Rifle shoots uh, in 2018. Probably the biggest thanks is to all of you guys who have at some point in the last week or so come up and say day, uh, come for a beer or just chatted at the, uh, at the shoot. Uh, or come to one of the shops and, and chatted. It has been wonderful putting faces to names, uh, meeting you guys, and just seeing how much energy and excitement there is about this type of shooting. So I'd encourage you guys to do a few things. Uh, keep shooting. <laughs> That's a good one. Take some people out with you. Take some new people shooting. Uh, take them out. If you put a gong out at 500 metres, if you're in that position to be able to do that, get them hitting that gong, and they will be... Uh, right into it it's really good fun and often you know start hitting stuff a long way away you go oh this is this is exciting i like this and uh away you go from there don't be afraid to get 22s out and uh and do a stack of rounds at 22s remember 22s 100 150 200 meters all very doable um and is well and truly rewarding for the guys shooting so don't be afraid to do that whatever you can get your hands on get them out there and uh and get some more people shooting if you're in a club and you want to talk about running like a PRS style event or maybe a 22 PRS style event, um, get in touch with me, uh, drop us an email through the show or hit up in Back Dynamics or the Precision Rifle page on Facebook, the Precision Rifle series page, uh, any of that stuff, get in touch with us. We're happy to sort of give some advice, some help, uh, put you in contact with other guys. We would uh, love to see more and more places to be able to run PRS events, not only on the national scale that we deal with, but also on the club scale. So on like you know monthly w- shoots, and and we can sort of show you some ways to be able to make that happen, and and sort of you know the the rules that you can use to to make it work at your club and modified and such. So uh, that's another thing to so get people shooting and and see what you can do with your clubs, and support the the shops that support the type of shooting that you're doing. You know if they're making an effort to really delve into the long range world. Mate, jump on board with them if they uh, if they need some help or anything like that. Yeah, again, they can get in touch with us, and we do actually provide firearm shops with training 
for their staff on long range shooting. Not fully in depth, of course. Uh, that takes you know a long time, but at least some information so they can make some good recommendations. So yeah, don't be afraid for that. And yeah, the most important thing is to keep chatting, keep talking, look after each other, and uh, keep sharing the knowledge. I think that's about it from me. Um, I'm sorry for the monotone podcast. Um, this will probably be the least listened to podcast, but I just wanted to share with you like w- where I'm up to, or where we're up to collectively as well. That uh, there is so much excitement out there, and if if you know if you're sort of trying to get a club up and running, or trying to get some shoots up and running, you're having a hard time. Keep on doing it. Keep on going because there is so much interest. There's so many guys sitting there wanting to get into this stuff that we just need to keep pushing and keep uh, trying to get more places to be able to shoot this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, in five years' time, ten years' time, we'll be really stoked we did because it will be such a, a dominant part of this industry. And uh, this type of shooting would be well-respected, would have been refined in many ways and uh, will be a lot of fun still. So looking very much forward to it, guys. Thanks heaps for listening and, and tuning in all the time for one of these uh, episodes, this crazy idea we had a few years ago with Greg and Andrew. And uh, anyway, uh, we keep getting told to keep doing it. So we shall keep doing it until someone, well, to enough people tell us to stop doing it. So, guys, thanks heaps for your support. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If you uh, if you really want to get on the support bandwagon for us, uh, jump onto Patreon and, and do it through that means. Uh, if you can, and if you can't, we'll still do them anyway. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting the guys back in the room and uh, doing a proper podcast for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, heaps, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile.